Thank you, choir. Jonathan, Betsy, Marsha, the Bennett family and the uh, Ramsey family, thank you for your singing. Uh, it's amazing how God or- orchestrates things and the music that was selected beforehand never with uh, Shirley's home going. I came in early to uh, church this morning to get ready, get organized, and the bells, the carillon, the, uh, the Spivey family was uh, a big contributor of. It was amazing what was playing at 9 o'clock in the morning as we were starting to come to church. Uh, the, 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 theme, the song was, It Is Well With My Soul. And it's almost like Shirley said, it's well. Everything's good. I'm face to face with Christ my Savior. What a precious, precious song. Thank you so much. The children's message that we talked about was maintaining, uh, getting the kids to see how keeping a long, uh, eternal perspective of things can make a difficult task very easy. Trying to, if you look here, it's easy to lose balance, but if you look in the long uh, uh, end of things, it's easier to maintain the balance of that do-do-do. And uh, we do this all the time, don't we? When you're driving down the interstate, you're not looking right in front of you like you would be in a parking spot that you don't want to hit the car in front of you. You're looking down a couple hundred yards down the road, looking at uh, road conditions and the, and the traffic and all. You're making adjustments there. And I would do this in my job as a pilot. I, every airplane I've ever flown, you aiming at a touchdown point on the runway. And then as you got into that portion of the landing that we call the flare, you shift your vision down the runway and you get your vertical height off the runway, and that's how you know that you're going to make that absolutely perfect squeaker every time. I'm I'm sounding like a preacher, aren't I? No, but that's the principle. But having that long-range view down the runway, you've got that height, and you can roll it onto the runway. But many times in God's Word, He tells us to lift up our eyes, get our perspective eternal. Keep an eternal perspective as we just sang face to face with Christ my Savior. One day that will be a reality for me. It will be a reality for you. But that's the eternal long view that we need to have. The writer of Hebrews tells us, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So even the Lord Jesus had an eternal perspective. Even when he was going through the agony of the cross, he knew that there was a joy set before him that he would win many sons and daughters to himself, you and me. So we're going to prepare, we're going to have our time with our pastoral search committee to commission them as they're on a task to look for the permanent pastor here. And that's a daunting task but one that has to have with it an eternal perspective. You can get someone to replace me pretty quick. 1-800-RENT-A-PREACHER. But we're looking long-term for the man of God's choosing, and that's going to take having that perspective. Let me just share with you three things that we want to have in determining it. Um, keeping this long perspective, this lifting up our eyes. The first one is, in difficult times, lift up your eyes for help, as the Lord Jesus did. 
In Psalm 121, this is called a psalm of ascent. From Psalm 120 to 134, there are 15 psalms that are called psalms of ascent. And these were psalms or songs that the Hebrews would sing as they were going to Jerusalem three times a year. Various times in their history, they were occupied by uh, forces that were uh, really brutal to them. And so this was a way of crying out to God for help. Even a Jewish pilgrim going from northern Israel to, to the south to Jerusalem would sing these songs of ascent because of the rise in elevation. Jerusalem is 2,500 feet above mean sea level. The other parts are lower, so they would constantly be going up to Jerusalem. So that's why they call them songs of ascent. But let me read Psalm 121 to you and listen to this, how God having this lifting up our eyes, we have this view. Psalm 121 says, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From whence shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He will. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will help your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. In difficult times that we face, we need to lift up our eyes for the, Lord, for the help that the Lord gives us. In our ministries, various ministries that we have, we serve the Lord in various capacities here. We need to lift up our eyes for the harvest that it will produce. In John 4, we read the story about Jesus meeting the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. And they have a discourse, and basically Jesus asks her for a drink of water. And they get into a discussion about you being a Jew, asking me a Samaritan. And Jesus reveals to her that he's living water. And that she asks, can I have this living water? And he basically reveals to her that she that he is the Messiah. And she believes him. She goes off and tells her town folk about a man who told me everything I ever did. And they're coming down the hills. While Jesus is sitting there, the disciples come up to us and um, said, Rabbi, eat. You need to eat some food. And he says, I have food to eat, which you do not know. And so here they're focused on the food and the need to eat and Jesus is telling them something more important. I have to do the will of the Father. That's my food to do. And he tells the disciples, lift up your eyes and look unto the fields for the white unto harvest. And that's a very interesting thing. The Samaritans are coming down the hill to where the well is, the low point. And there's many people, they wear lightly colored garments. And you could just imagine the whole town coming down white uh, garments. And it just looks like a white field moving towards you. And Jesus says, lift up your eyes unto the field, for they're white unto harvest. And so Jesus tells the disciples, lift up your eyes. Gain your perspective up. Having that long-term eternal view, this is what we're about. So whatever area of ministry, we have this long-term view in sight.
The third area that I'd like to point your attention to is in life, lift up your eyes for hope. Lift up your eyes for hope. In the gospel account of Luke, he describes to um, the Jews that are around him uh, that last week of the Lord's earthly ministry. And he says, They shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these things begin to take place, straighten up and lift up your heads because your redemption draweth nigh. Speaking to the Jews, he was talking about the second coming of himself, of Jesus. And there's a distinction in the scriptures of Jesus coming with his saints and Jesus coming for his saints. Prior to Jesus coming with his saints, that's you and me, we're going to be raptured. And he's going to meet the saints in the air. So he's coming for us. We'll be raptured and we'll be with him until it's his time now to come back in his second coming when Jesus comes with his saints. Just as those Jews were told to lift up your eyes, your redemption draweth nigh, we're to have that perspective now that the Lord Jesus can come any day. There's no prerequisite that needs to be filled for the Lord Jesus to come. So we need to have an eternal perspective. What we're doing in the here and now doesn't matter for eternity. And so it does. When we think about surely in the presence of the Lord, she met him in the air and was with him and she would meet the Lord at the Bema judgment, the reward for the saints. We need to be prepared for that time before the Lord. And he speaks of the commendation that he will give his people. And it's one of commendation to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in a few things. Enter into the joy of your master. So that's what we, by keeping an eternal perspective, will be aware of. That this is something down the road that we'll be looking to. Helping us to make the right choices in the here and now with eternity in mind. And now we transition to this commissioning of our pastoral search committee. The reason why we're having this service is that too often in our churches, we make light of committee work or we make light of service. And I want to elevate this position because it's an important decision. And we want to challenge this committee to maintain that eternal perspective for the good of this church and for the glory of Christ. So I'm going to invite now the uh, pastoral search committee members to please come down. If you'll come down so the church can see who you are. And if you'll just stand here, if you will, just facing me. and Let me introduce everyone. I'm sure you know him, but I want to make sure we know. Ron Miller is going to be the chairman. And uh, we have Nancy Dennis, Will Lawrence, Jack Powell, Kay Robertson, Gina White, and Matt Wilson. You've volunteered to serve, and we thank you for that. The church has approved you. And it's a, a very, very important thing that you've done. And I'd like to charge you before the congregation um, about the responsibilities that you have. And I'll ask you these things. And then at the end, if you're agreement with that, just say yes. And you have this in your bulletin, on the back side of your bulletin, on the 
uh, handout. But it's in a little acrostic to help you remember what you're about. And it says, will you commit to regular prayer in this endeavor? Will you persevere till your task is done? Will you respect one another's decisions and opinions during your deliberations? Will you assess each candidate's qualifications biblically? And will you yield to the Holy Spirit's guidance? And will you maintain an eternal perspective, keeping the long view for what's good for this church for generations to come? And will you remember, ultimately, that you are serving the Lord Jesus Christ? If this is your intent, please say yes. If you'll have a seat just for a moment. Now, church body, I'm going to ask you to stand. Now it's our turn. We've asked these people to serve, and we have a responsibility and a commitment we need to make. And again, here's a little acrostic to help you. Will you commit to love this past the search committee? Here's the acrostic. Will you lift them up in prayer regularly? Will you be open to God's leading through them? Will you value their time and effort on our behalf? And will you encourage them and affirm them regularly in this service? If if that's your intent, say yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Please be seated. Uh, Chairman Ron Miller, if you'll come up and say a word or two for us. Um, I just want to give a quick report um, on what we've done so far. Uh, We have met twice. the first meeting was with uh, Terry Stockman, our director of missions for the association. That was a training session. He came with a manual. Uh, there's lots of resources out there. Unfortunately, a pastor search committee is a very common thing. So lots of people have done it. So uh, we do have some resources. Um, I just want to say we have outstanding people on the committee. Uh, each person, uh, they're eager. They've got skills, and uh, I'm very excited to be working with them. So um, we've met twice. Right now we're in the uh, process of collecting information. So um, it's kind of two things. One, um, our church needs clarifying what our needs and desires are in a pastor. We need to be able, as we're looking, to give a clear picture of what kind of pastor we're looking for. Uh, and then on the other side, we need to um, know the qualities that we want in a pastor. So um, we're putting together a survey. It's going to be an online survey. C- can you imagine that for our <laughs> church? But don't worry. We'll, we'll also have paper copies. But we want as many people uh, as possible to have a chance to uh, participate in the survey. Um, we may have that ready to roll out by next Sunday. We're in the process of working on that. So um, once we find out this information, you know, what our church needs are, what kind of man we're looking for, um, then we'll proceed with the uh, uh, looking for resumes. Um, so there's lots of uh, sources to um, for looking for resumes. Um, but also uh, we're open uh, to church members if you know somebody. Uh, you know, please, uh, hopefully it'll be somebody that you know well and can recommend to us, and, you know, we'll be glad to see those as well. Once we have some resumes, we'll, we'll start doing our homework 
comparing these resumes to the qualities that you know that we've said we're looking for. Um, so we have. I'm assuming we'll get lots of resumes, lots of people to look at, and then we'll need to start narrowing them down based on you know what we're looking for. Um, so as we do this, and you know we narrow it down and narrow it down. When we get to somebody that we think is going to be a winner, we're only going to work with one candidate at a time and just follow through with him until we're sure whether or not he is the right person. So we expect this to be a long process, um, a year or more. Um, you know, we just don't know. Um, so now I want to encourage the church to uh, to support Todd. Um, the thing is, I want you to get to know him. So he, he's flown airplanes for a living. Uh, somewhere along the way, he was able to uh, develop a pastor's heart. So uh, I encourage you to get to know him. Uh, I think he can he can really be good for us in this interim period. Uh, I also encourage you to, uh, uh, in your Christian walk, um, if you're waiting for a new pastor um, to make progress, uh, don't wait. Um, I encourage you to look for any opportunity you have uh, to serve God and to serve this church while we're looking. And um, we appreciate your prayers and support. Thanks. Thank you, Ron. I'm going to ask the chairman of our deacons, Ed Thompson, to pray and commit you um, this committee to the Lord's work and uh, and want you to know how much we love and appreciate you for what you're willing to do. Bow with me as we ask God's blessing upon this committee today. Father, we do thank you for the joy of Christian service. Father, we're so thankful today that you've blessed each of us. Lord, with the wonderful opportunity of being a part of this family of God, Keshia Baptist Church. Father, we're so thankful for each adherent that, that calls Keshia home. Father, we thank you for the faithfulness of each one that's here today. Father, we're thankful for this committee, Lord, these wonderful people who have accepted the challenge, Lord, of this awesome responsibility of finding your servant. Lord, to lead this flock. Father, we pray. Your blessings upon each one. Father, we pray that you'd grant them godly wisdom. Lord, understanding, Lord, that what you want for this church. Father, give them your will, Lord, that they would know what you would have for us to have at this church. Bless them. Guide and direct Ron as he leads this group. Bless each one today, Father, we pray. Lord, that you would... Uh, enrich them, Lord. Uh, may their faith be increased. That, Lord, they, they won't be discouraged. Father, in times of discouragement, Father, we, we pray that you would lift them up, Lord. Bless them. And, Father, we pray that our congregation, Lord, would lift this, this, this committee together. Lord, lift them up in our daily prayers. Lord, for such an awesome responsibility. Bless them, I pray, Lord. Lead, guide, and direct each one. And we thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ed. Our time is almost done. And I... Where's my wife? Where's Joe? Joe, come, just come here for a minute.
I just want to, to introduce my wife. I'm like the rest of you guys. I've married up. Okay, so, but the, she's my 37 years, coming up on 38, and, and we're just thrilled to be here with you serving a great and awesome God. And we're in the transition, moving out of one place into another, and we're very, very excited to, to do that. Let me just say this, as, as we're in this transition time, and for what we've done here with this committee, we're in a transition time, aren't we? And it's not normal, normal, but that's okay. It's good to be stretched in trusting God. But let me just tell you some things that can happen in that discussions get going and this and that. And Satan would like to divide us, to disrupt us, uh, to um, destroy us. His MO is steal, kill, and destroy, and he's pretty good at that. But... Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And so when, uh, if you've noticed in our time this morning, we've talked about prayer and the importance of prayer. The encouragement to be a part of Wednesday night is so important. Why we had the National Day of Prayer. A prayerless church is a powerless church and we're susceptible to the, the schemes of the devil. But if we're a praying church, I think we're going to stand amazed at what God is going to do in us and through us in this community. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're not having your daily time with the Lord, meet with Him. Get to love Him and tell Him what's on your heart. Take that bulletin and rip off those sheets. Pray for our deacons. Pray for our sick. Pray for our pastoral search committee. And the other needs that you know of, there's a sheet in there talking about the prayer concerns for the month of May. Ask God to work in those. Maybe you are at church and says, you know, I'm going in for a checkup on Thursday and I'm kind of worried about it. Write it down. That's what it's there for. I've got a great memory. It's just short, okay? So I gotta write it down. And then when you, then you'll see the person, how did that, how'd that checkup go? I was praying for you. You do not realize, since you're here and someone coming in from the outside observing some things, like Yogi Berra said, you can observe a lot just by looking around, okay? And I'm observing the love you have one for another. It's priceless. The care that you have, what I see going on in the community as I'm visiting some of you, I'm seeing ministry going on all the time. But it's just the way you do life together. And it's powerful. That's what, that's the way church is supposed to be. Church is doing that and you're doing that. And so I want you to know we're excited about being a part of this. My job is to be in that John the Baptist ministry preparing the way for the next guy. And that's what your job is to find that next guy. But I will be here to do what we can do for what it takes. Just want you to know that. But it's about preparing the ground and the soil for growth. We're going to reach out. We're going to reach our neighbors. We're going to reach friends. We're going to reach our co-workers. And I'll do my very best to proclaim the gospel, to present truth, and that they'll that you'll be equipped for every good work in Christ Jesus. I am not a Royce Williams. I am so blown away by that man's ability to be an evangelist. 
we went to the meetings this week in Powellsville. Is that where, no? What was the town where we went to hear Royce? Janesville, Janesville. I'm sorry, Janesville. What a wonderful man he is, and you've been blessed to have him. I'm not a Royce Williams. I wish I was. I wish I had studied my craft. If if I was young, I'd say. Get into ministry, you guys. You guys get into ministry. If I could tell you anything right now. But I've been in the workaday world. And yet I'm going, my passion, my absolute passion is about making disciples, followers of the Lord Jesus, to equip each and every one of us to have the skill set to be his followers, his disciples. And that's what I'm going to be about. So the messages that I bring are going to be that. They might be a little more instructive like that, but that's where we're going with this. So that when the next guy comes, he's going to, you'll be hitting the ground running and he's going to have to catch up to you. Okay. And that's, that's what I want. That's, and that's any pastor would love to come into a situation like that. But know this, God's at work among you. There's so many wonderful, powerful things God is doing in and through you now. We're just going to grow in Christ's likeness over the next however long we're here. And that's our heart to come alongside you. So I just want you to understand our heart, where we're coming from, and that you'd pray for us. I struggle with my sermons. You can see it's, it's not a natural. I can maybe do better landings than I can do sermons. But, but I, I, I want to say a little thing about Stokes. Stokes, you... Uh, yeah, you're the man. A couple of weeks ago, I did just a terrible job Sunday morning. But we had that fish fry the other night. And we're, we're having a great time with the men. And that was awesome. But we're sitting down eating. I'm eating with John. And, and Stokes comes over and he says, Hey, Pastor Todd. Just, uh, just being nice to me. I, I cannot tell you what that did for my soul. I felt like I'm letting you guys down. But he just loved on me. And how powerful that is. And if you do that one with another, how powerful that is. That this becomes an oasis here. The world is telling you, you're nobody, you're, you're worthless. But if we love on one another, all men are going to know we're his disciples if we have love for one another. And you demonstrated it, buddy. And I cannot thank you enough what that did to my soul that day. Because I felt like I let everybody down. But you lifted me up when I needed it. So thank you. So this is a bit of family business, isn't it? And But that's what the church is. And that's what we're about. And so it's a little in, more informal. We're, we're saying, hey, do I do this or that? Be patient with us. We'll get it down to where it's smooth. But by God, we're going to come to the word of God. And we're going to worship a great God. Shirley Spivey knows that full well today. When she looked into his eyes face to face with Christ my Savior. And that's what we're about too. So let's just bow as we dismiss. And I thank you for your forbearance and for the fellowship that we've had this morning. But let's just pray, God, you're at work. And we're going to dismiss. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be power and glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You're dismissed. God bless you.